Hi everyone, welcome to the Bible Project Podcast, episode 202. And we're in season two of our amazing journey through what I hope will eventually become the whole Bible. Could take quite a while, but we're in part 133 of the short daily podcast. Season two is looking through the book of Genesis. And we're at that point in the story of the covenant of circumcision where in chapter 17 of Genesis where God has had a talk to Abraham about him and his situation with his wife Sarah talking about Abraham and God talking with God about Sarah and now in verse 18 we've reached the point where Abraham speaks and it says this and Abraham said to God if only Ishmael might live under your blessing then God said yes but your wife Sarah will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. So Abraham here is promised a son by completely normal family descent, but he requests that Ishmael, his other son, born previously, you remember, by the servant woman Hagar, that although not part of that original promise, that he might also be blessed in his life, or at least not suffer. And God's reply is, let me reiterate to you, Abraham, Sarah, your wife, is still the one who's going to bear you a son, and you're to call him Isaac, and it is going to be with him that I will establish the everlasting covenant. So what then about Ishmael? Well, then God speaks about him also. And he says in the next verse, verse 20, As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of 12 rulers, and I will make him into a great nation. So God says, in a sense, don't worry, Abraham. I won't forget about Ishmael. Don't worry about Ishmael. I'll bless him in his own way also. But I'm reminding you, the renewing of my covenant with regard to you and your future generations is through the son that will come, called Isaac. And here comes the covenant in the next verse. But my covenant, he's saying, I will establish it with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. And when he had finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. So God's reminding Abraham again that he's going to do something that though that in many ways seems humanly impossible. He's going to have a son by Sarah. And it's going to happen even though he's in his hundredth year. He goes into so much detail as to almost say, by the way, don't forget, I want you to call him Isaac. I really can't get more specific than that, good God. And when he finishes speaking with Abraham and telling them this, God then leaves the narrative at this point. And verse 23 tells us what happens next. And it tells us that on that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and all those born in his household, or bought with money, every male in his household, and he circumcised them, as God had told him. So the passage tells us that Abraham does as God asks, takes the men of the household, and has them circumcised, just as requested. So God makes the call, and he sets the challenge upon Abraham's life, and Abraham obeys and responds, and does what God asks him to do. Now, to close off today's message, I'd just like to take a little bit of a segue because I'd like to talk to you for a moment about something 
really about the importance of all of us rising to the challenges that God presents us in order to live a motivated, robust life, not just spiritually, but emotionally and physically as well. Have you ever noticed how a great many people who are suffering from anxiety or depression become trapped in cycles of wrong thinking? And that's a terribly difficult situation for any of us to find ourselves in. And I know from some of the contacts that's made to me in the reaching out through social media, that is the story of some of you who listen to this podcast every day. Now, what's going on here tells me that there is something within this, I believe, that can help or encourage any of us who get trapped in that pattern of thinking. There's a route out, a way of escaping it. My recommendation is to think about the fears and stresses in your life. Lay out those things that make you anxious before God and do that in some detail because the process of doing that will actually help you. What is it that you are worried about? What is it that you're afraid of? What are the consequences that you feel might happen? What do you think might happen if you do those things that you're frightened of? Now, good therapists and counsellors, they will encourage people to break down those difficulties, those fears in their life, break them down into small, manageable challenges. Then, with help, in a controlled way, a good therapist, a good friend, will often begin to help expose you to the things that you're afraid of. Now, interestingly, what happens when people do that, when they begin that process, What happens is they don't get less afraid or they don't ignore the problems altogether or the problems don't go away completely or the challenges aren't removed. What happens is people, and that could be you or me, friends, they become gradually braver in confronting the difficult things in their life. Being less afraid and getting braver may sound like the same thing, but it isn't. It's not quite the same thing. If we just got less afraid of the things that troubled and worried us, then we would be no longer working that the world legitimately can sometimes be stressful and sadly for some even a harmful place. However, the Bible tells us that rather than getting less afraid, if we turn to God and trust him and lay out the challenges and the problems and the fears in our life before him, he enables us to get braver. What this means, I think, is important because it means that on the one hand, we can still recognize that the world is the same as it was. The truth is that there are still those same perils out there, but we no longer need to be paralyzed by the fear of those risks. A great many of us, particularly as I'm recording this, in the midst of the third wave of the pandemic, a great many people are living lives where they're controlled and some even paralyzed by fear. But the Bible tells me that it turns out we've been created in such a way as there's something positive in us that responds to us willingly making a sacrifice, taking up a challenge voluntarily. Because by doing so, we will begin to thrive as a consequence, just as Abraham did. Apparently, the academic evidence and findings are quite clear when it comes to looking at this issue. Repeated experiments show that people who expose themselves to what is referred to in psychology as a stressor do better. 
Repeated experiments show that if you impose what's called a stressor on two groups of people, in other words, when experiments were done that got one group of people not voluntarily enrolled into facing a stressful situation and another group who were pre-informed and take on the challenge voluntarily, the people in the pre-informed group, group two, who were willing to take up that challenge voluntarily, they used a whole different strategy to deal with it. By willingly approaching the challenges that we face in life, we can utilize the part of our thinking that's associated with problem solving, rational thinking, and faith, not the area of the brain associated with fear, flight or fight, is some, or it's sometimes called, not the area of the brain that is influenced and for some almost controlled by negative thoughts that the enemy would want to put in there. You see, the benefit of willingly stepping up to the challenges Even the suffering that sometime God will allow in our lives means we are less likely in dealing in those situations become defensive or aggressive or even withdrawn. All the signs of the beginnings of mental health problems. You see, friends, the Abrahamic vision of rising to the challenge is much more associated with living a life in a way which is controlled by positive emotions, much less associated with holding and maintaining negative thought patterns. The call to move forward into the strange, into the unknown, actually enables not only Abraham, but if we look closely, it will enable you and I to choose a more satisfying way of living. I hate to break it to you, friends. Even if you're very old, even if you're very advanced in years, God is still calling you to have an adventure, to face challenges, no matter what age you are. As Christians, I believe we are called to be in the group of people who willingly accept life's challenges, who willingly accept the call of God in our lives, who willingly lay down our lives in an act of obedience and sacrifice to living a godly life. Anyway, we're going to see how Abraham responds to this call of God, to the challenge, and the way in which he takes it up in the next episode. I hope you'll be back with me then. I'll see you all again very soon. Bye for now.